Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of The Creative Retreat. It used to be The Full World Project. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for journeying with me. Uh, check out last episode. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all of your support. I'm so excited. This really just gave me the boost that I really needed because, again, I've been doing this podcast for, at this point, maybe two years now, and I haven't seen any returns on it. And so I've been thinking like, oh, I don't know if I should keep going, if I should keep doing this. But any little encouragement that I see from any of the listeners or anybody who I help or encourage or just resonate with, that makes all the difference. It makes it all worth it. So thank you so much for sharing your love and your support and and just your progress. It really means a lot to me. All right. So a few episodes ago, we started a series called the You Are a Garden series. And so the whole idea of this um, of this series is really to focus on you cultivating a life that you love, cultivating a life that's authentic and real to you, a life that brings ease and joy and happiness. Um, yeah, because I don't feel like we were put here to suffer through life. I don't think that. And I also don't think that the only joy that we can have is by being rich and famous and popular and all this other stuff too. So we'll get into that later. But today I kind of re- want to re-go over an episode that we are- kind of already did, but I just want to go more in depth. I'm um, just to be honest with you guys, when I'm recording this podcast, sometimes I get nervous. And so then I get, you know, tongue tied and I feel like, you know, it's so rigid and I'm not really proud of the episode, but I put it out anyway because you do it messy, you mess up and you still put it out there and you'd be surprised that you still help people. So I want to go over this um, again. So you are a plot of land. Imagine that you were given a plot of land and you had to, you know, upkeep it. You had to keep it good. You had to maintain it. And it's really just an opportunity to grow what you want to grow. And I feel like in our lives, it's the same thing. Our lives are a garden. Our life is a garden. So God has given us a garden. He has given us a plot of land and saying, here, I'm giving this to you. It's a gift. Do well with what I give you. Do well with what I give you. And so he gives us the tools. He gives us the seeds and all this other stuff. But it's really up to us to do the work, right? Like he's the one that makes it grow. But we're the ones planting. Or in some instances, he's the one planting and he wants us to water and maintain it. It really depends on what season of life that you're in. But we all play a part in the life that we live. So. So maybe, you know, the plot of land, you know, you had no say in. Maybe you were born into trauma. Maybe you are born into an abusive family. You were born into like, you know, poverty or, you know, crime ridden places, you know, what have you. Some things, some land that we have been given or have inherited, we really have no say in what happens when we take it. But we have a say in what happens with it in our own hands, you know, with what we can do. So, again, maybe you were born into a lush and overflowing garden, like maybe it's overflowing with love and support and kindness and generosity, or maybe you neglected it and it overgrew. Either way, it's never too late to turn your life around. You know what I mean? But now that you have your plot of land and now that you realize, okay, this is where it is. This is the state that it's in. What are you going to do with it? How are you going to take care of it? There's a saying that the grass is greener on the other side. um, But there's another saying that kind of counteracts that and says the grass is greener where you water it, where you water it. So how can you take better care of your garden? So I think the first thing we need to figure out is what we're going to grow. So if you want to see change in your life, we have to plant seeds in order to reap the harvest later. So I'm going to go back and forth between an analogy of an actual garden and your life. So my mother actually gardens every year and she plants and she sows. And it's really just, you know, a joyous experience seeing her being able to reap the stuff that she really put work and time and effort into. And she uses those fruits like to eat, but also to give to other people. So we need to understand that, you know, the quality of our lives really help us first, but they also help other people. They have the potential of helping other people. 
And when we're in the garden, we need to figure out our why. Like, why do we want to remake our lives? Why do we want to, you know, replant these seeds or de-weed and all this other stuff, right? We really have to hold on to a reason why we want to do it. So the question is, how can you better take care of your garden? So first, we need to decide what we want to grow. We need to decide what we can grow, what we have the opportunity to grow. You know, we can have an ideal um, vision for our garden, but if we're trying to grow oranges in Maine, it's probably not the best place to grow these oranges. So in the same way, we really got to figure out what season of life we're in, what the climate of our life is, what the soil is looking like. Because also to that same example, if the soil is not rich with nutrients, we don't want to suck it dry. So if you're exhausted, if you're depleted, if you're really just in a place of trying to, I guess, like uh, reboot your life or re reinvigorate your life, then you probably don't want to put all this energy and time and effort into things that will drain you. You need to put time and effort into things that will replenish your soil. So there are certain things that um, people do to replenish the soil that they're going to work with, right, before they use it, whether it's resting it, like not so not growing something every single year. The problem with the food in America, like the plants that we grow here, is that every single year crops are taking from their soil. And so the soil has all this nutrients and stuff like that in it. But then in other places in the in the world, they don't use the same crop every year. They rotate it because they know that if they keep using the same soil, it's not going to have the same um, umph in it. It's not going to have the same nutrients. It's not going to have the same um, good stuff that's supposed to go in the food. So our food in America tends to be more bland. It tends to be um, less nutritional because it's it, we put such a high demand on the soil to grow such good fruit. So in the same way, you know, in your own life, if you are depleted, if you're tired, rest. There's no there's no way that you're going to produce good fruit if you're always exhausted or if the nutrient, so to speak, is being taken out of your soil. So we really need to assess. We need to assess first before you make any kind of move. So if the time in your life, maybe you're at home. I know it's a pandemic going on. Maybe you're taking care of kids. Maybe you are trying to work for yourself. Maybe you are working from home. You probably don't have as much time as you would like to have, right? As you would have if your kids were going to school or maybe, you know, whatever, if circumstances were better. So we don't want to plan our life around an ideal. We want to plan our life around what is real, what's really happening. So maybe you can't do everything you want to do today, but you can take small steps to get you closer to the life you want. Now, as I said, rest, I feel like it's fundamental to anything. Um, if you're not rested, you're sick, you're tired, you are weary, you're depressed. Um, if you don't know who you are, you're gaining your worth and like your value from the things that you do. And therefore, it's harder for you to take take a leave of absence or a time of rest because you're so used to earning earning your worth. You know, so I really feel like it's really important for us to be honest about what climate and life we're in right now. And so I would I would really ask you to look at your life and figure out what can you do today? What can you do today? Again, if all you can do is take a nap today, that's OK, too. That's fine. And before you plant, you have to consider the conditions of your life right now. So like I said, maybe you're in a busy season of your life with minimal space to plant and grow. That's OK. You know, maybe you can't have a whole garden. Maybe you can only put succulents in your room. Maybe that's the only greenery you can have around you right now. So the benefit of a succulent is that it's not as needy. It doesn't need as much help. It doesn't need as much attention. Um, and it kind of just kind of self-sustains a little bit, like with a little help from you. So if all you have room for in your life is a succulent, as in something small and not really needy and something simple, then that counts too. That counts too. So what, that, what does that look like in your life? If you don't have the time or resources to join a gym, right? Maybe you want to get in shape. 
You want to join a gym, but you're like, I don't have the money. I don't have the time. I don't have the energy, right? I don't want to go to a gym to work out in front of other people. And that's the thing, like Planet Fitness says, like uh, judgment-free zone. I still feel judgment when I go there, but that's a whole other conversation. So maybe you don't have the resources to join a gym or the want to join a gym. Go for a walk. Walk with your friends. Walk with your husband or your spouse or whoever. Walk with, you know, walk in the woods. Like if you need to change the scenery, go on a hike. You know, do what you can with what you can to make the small small steps and strides towards the life that you want. So if you if you're a singer, another example, and maybe you don't have the resources to to take singing lessons, log your Spotify, log on and sing a song every day in the shower. That's something simple you can do to practice the gift without having to put all this extra effort and time and energy and resources into it. You know, we get caught up in what our neighbors gardens and lives look like and we compare them to ours. But we have to start celebrating what we can do within our own capacity. Comparison is a liar. It tells us that we that we don't count. We don't matter. It tells us that there's some standard of life that we should reach at the same time um, when we're all created differently, when we're all in different seasons of our own lives. It tells you that you're not enough. It either comes to make you prideful or it comes to nullify your work or your worth. And so any one of those options is horrible. It's, it's, it's a horrible place to be in. And so comparison will tell you, oh, work your, work your ground. You need to work all the time. Like if you're listening to all these gurus talking, telling you to hustle and, you know, grind and all this other stuff, but you're exhausted. You're not being fair to yourself and you're not being honest. You know, like if you are tired, go to sleep, take a break, pause the project. You know what I'm saying? There are times where I've taken breaks from a lot of things. Um, and just now, like there's this, this challenge that's going on called the creative challenge. This is the second reboot. And for the second time, I realized I don't have the capacity that I thought I had to really give energy and time into this project. And so while it is a, you know, a blow to the ego to be like, ah, oh, I'm letting all these other people down. People don't think I'm a failure, blah, blah, blah. At the same time, I really have to take care of myself. It's more imperative that I get quiet than me producing all this extra stuff. Um, for this podcast, I was like, okay, I got to do videos for this thing. I got to edit them. And all. no, I don't have the energy or the capacity to do that right now. And I have to trust that God will get this podcast to who it needs to get to. Not for my own experience or my own might, but by his might, right? So my garden is a little smaller right now. It's between like succulents and like, you know, little plants that just hang outside that I don't have to really do much, right? That God can maintain with rain. But I know that if my soil is not ready, if I don't have the time and energy to put into my garden, it's not going to reap good things. And then I'm going to be depressed and sad when all my plants die. It doesn't make sense. It makes more sense for me to be honest about where I am right now so that I can take little, little baby steps to move towards the life that I really want to live. So the climate and conditions in your life are so important. So that talks about your time commitments, the state of your mental health, the, ab- the availability of your funds, you know, your resources, um, what your personality and your temperament are right now. If your temperament is that you don't have a lot of patience right now, then okay. Do something that doesn't require a whole lot of patience. Do something that, re- that actually takes a lot of grace. You know what I'm saying? That you can just be and just be in the moment. They all matter. And some of us have, have limited options, but they all count. And maybe we can't do everything we want to do right now, but maybe we can pick a few things. And so I, I ask you to make a list of the things you want to do. And yeah, sure, we can start with ideal, but then we can scale back to what is realistic to right now. And I don't mean that you should give up on your dreams and you should be, you know, I guess, uh, pessimistic. But I think that it's important that we 
start to make these changes towards the life and the epic life we want to live on a small like micro level right on a micro level so like i said if you want to get in shape yeah sure the ideal is like i want to work out every day twice a day and just go ham but if you know that you really don't have the discipline right now for it if you know that you don't have the energy or the resources or the time then you can work out how you can walk around your block that counts you know and then we can start making strides once we have more time and energy and effort and resources to really become buff or whatever your goal is, right? So it all counts and it all matters. Um, I think for me, I had to learn that sometimes it's not going big. Sometimes it's just going small and the small things count because once I can do the small things, they're little wins that I can tuck into my belt and be like, oh, I can do this thing, I can do this. And then I'm building my discipline, I'm building my experience, I'm building my muscle so that I can move on to bigger things. And so in the same way, I think that we should do the same. So. If, we're, if our life is a garden and we're trying to make it the best garden possible, it's good that we do not take too much energy out of our or too much resources or nutrients out of our soil, which is our life, our energy, our resources, and that we really work with our soil so that we can get it to the place. So if right now you're in a place where all you can do is manage and rest the soil, that's okay because that counts. Resting is fundamental to everything. So if you're resting the land, if you're not growing anything right now, that's totally fine. That counts. So resting your land, that's the priority. If you're in a place where all you can do is succulents, again, little, little tiny things that require little responsibility and time and energy, fine, that counts. You know, if you're in a place where you have all this energy and resources and you're ready to dig in and, you know, get the soil and all this other stuff, wonderful, that counts. All No, no one is better than the other one. I think what's best is to be realistic and to work within, within your um, parameters. It's totally fine. So work, you want to work with yourself, not against yourself. That's my whole point. If you know that you only have $20, why stress yourself out trying to buy something that's 40? That doesn't make sense. You don't have the funds. So if you only have $20, maybe buying something that's five that works best for you. If you only have 30 minutes to work out, maybe it's best just to work out at home. We can celebrate those wins. So do what you can do to create the best conditions for you to win. Work with yourself, not against yourself, because you don't want to be your own enemy there are already going to be things of resistance and hard times ahead of you pursuing any kind of, you know, any kind of venture. You don't want to be the person in your own way. So I hope that makes sense. I hope that we can continue this garden series. I'm really excited. And I hope that you're having a wonderful day. Happy October. It's October 2nd at this point. Um, but yeah, have a great day. Okay, you are a garden. Take time. And let me know what you think. Leave a review. I'll read it on the podcast. And have a great day. Bye.